Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to begin in verse 8 this morning. We don't want to change the atmosphere. We just want to follow where the Spirit of God is taking us today. A people in a place, in a church, at a time that needs hope. Hebrews chapter 11 says, By faith, Abraham obeyed. Man, you could preach a month. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go into a place which he would later receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. I just pause right there and I say the time to obey God is now. The time to obey God, not when you understand it, not when you have the direction. See, we're always looking for direction. I'm looking for direction. The direction that we need is when God says this way, then turn that way. You don't have to have the end of the picture. You don't have to have the end of the story. It's by faith you obey. It says, he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the promised land. <laughs> I'm already there by faith. Beulah land, I see it by faith. I'm going home, Brother Joe, by faith. <laughs> There's going to come a day when my faith is going to become sight. But until then, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep looking by faith, Luther. <laughs> by faith, he dwelled in the promised land as in a foreign land. I'm in a foreign land now. I'm, we're just strangers and pilgrims passing through. <laughs> the old songwriter said, this world is not my home. <laughs> we are pilgrims and we're strangers here. I'm not, I'm not planning on staying forever. <laughs> it says, by faith he dwelt in the promised land, a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. <laughs> he didn't make it too permanent. He was on his way out. With his family, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. Listen to me. We have the same promise today. <laughs> We're heir hey, if you, if you name the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as your Lord and Savior, I have the same promise today as Abraham had. Paul wrote to the Galatian church that the real sons of Abraham are the ones that have placed their faith in, in the Redeemer, the one that declared it was finished, the one that paid the price. Today I have the same promises as Abraham. They were the heirs of the same promise. Listen, this is what I want to talk to you about just a few minutes this morning. For he was looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was looking for a city which has foundations whose builder and maker 
is God. This morning, church, I come by to tell you I am looking for a city. (laughs) By the eye of faith, I have it in sight. I am looking for a city (laughs) that he's promised me. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Isn't it a day when your heart can easily be troubled? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. It says, in my Father's house are many dwelling places. King James says many mansions. One version says there are many rooms. All I know is it's a place where we're going to be together. We'll talk about it here in just a minute. How big is that place? Wow, we'll talk about it here in a minute. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I told you. And if, he says, I would, I am going to prepare a place for you. Think of that. I just read to you Abraham saw before Jesus was manifest in the flesh. Before Jesus gave a promise, Abraham saw it. (laughs) Before Jesus, before the Word became flesh and dwelled among us, Abraham saw it. Hadn't even been built yet. Because Jesus said, I'm going away to build it. Is that what it says? He said, Abraham by faith was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. That was when he was on the earth. That means it hadn't been done yet. I read in John that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. And it says that everything that was made was made by him, and without him nothing was made that was made. That's here and there. I look at it here. There's things, I've seen some amazing things in 50 years on this earth that was spoken into existence in six days. Think of it. By the eternal creator. He'd say, let there be, and it was. Let there be light. He'd say, let the, let the sky separate from the, from the firmament. He said, let the, let the water separate from the land. And every once in a while, he'd stop and say, and it was good. Hallelujah. In six days, Abraham saw it before it was. (laughs) Jesus, when the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, He talked about it before He went. I'm going away. He said, "Don't, don't be worried about all this. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. If it was not true, I would have told you so. He said, I'm going away. He said, I go to prepare a place you hallelujah 
best we know that was some 2,000 years ago plus and he's building in six days he created all of this by just the spoken word of God and in 2,000 years he's still creating how do I know because we know that it's not all wrapped up until Revelation 21 so for 2,000 years, this King of glory, this Word that became flesh and dwelt among us, this master builder of the universe has been creating a place for me and you because this life is just a vapor. Here one second, gone the next, just a breath. I don't, see, I have to live in the now. Now faith is because I don't have in a second. The only thing I have that is guaranteed is, <gasps> think of that. I'm not promised my next breath. I've never seen anything like what we're living through right now. I, I, I have buried more friends in the last four weeks from the same stinking plague that they're healthy one minute and gone the next minute. Life is a vapor. Life is short. It's only the breath in my lungs, but my faith is now and I'm looking for something better than here. I am looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and its maker is God. Hallelujah. It says, I go to prepare a place for you. He said, why? He said, he's not going to leave us because he said he would never leave us for, or forsake us. But in the flesh, he was about to ascend. When I leave, I'm going to send you someone just like me. He said, I'm going to send you another comforter. He said, I'm, gonna I'm not going to leave you hopeless. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you without the Spirit of God. I'm going to leave you with everything you need. But I'm going to go prepare an eternal home for you. One that malls can't eat and rust can't corrupt, that there's no influence of the enemy, that there's no influence of hell, that there's a place that I'm going to prepare that gives you hope. Abraham saw it, Jesus built it, and I'm headed there. And you're headed there this morning. He's looking for a city with has foundations whose builder and maker is God. I am so thankful that he told me that he's the builder. Listen, I am thankful that he told me that it has foundations, eternal foundations, because the Word of God says, and the psalmist said, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? I got to tell you that the foundations of, the, of this creation are under attack today like as never before that the enemy of this world and the people and, and the people and influences and the demonic activity that are working for the enemy are trying to destroy the foundations that we're living on right now which is the word of god he's trying to destroy everything that god ever created he's trying to destroy he's trying to destroy uh uh uh, uh governmental protection law enforcement things that give us law and order god is a god of law and order i got to tell you i've told you before if you've got a problem with authority you've got a problem with god if you're wondering why we're having such trouble right now because the foundations are under attack when you attack authority you're attacking god he does everything listen to me he does everything listen to me he does everything in decency and in order but the foundations are under attack. But I'm not going to a place where the foundations can be under attack.
I'm going to a place that the Bible says in Revelation 21 not only has foundations, but it has 12 foundations. And it was written on the name of every foundation, the name of the apostles. And what is he talking about? Because it was of the apostles that we were given the word of God. And I'm going to tell you that the foundations of the heavens, the foundations of the new Jerusalem, the foundations that he has laid for us are built solidly on the foundations of the word of God. And there's nothing ever going to touch it. A city. I'm looking. Abraham was looking for a city which has foundations. Whose builder and whose maker is God. Hallelujah. Then, John, then he gave John a glimpse of it. <laughs> On this side. He gave John a glimpse of it. He, got, he, gave, he gave John a little look into what was coming. And he said, write it down. Why did he need John to write it down? Because we needed the hope. See, he's given us out. The Bible says he's given us all things as it pertains to life and godliness. He gave us a glimpse of what was to come because we need the hope of glory. John said in Revelation 21, said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Aren't you thankful this isn't it? Aren't you thankful that there's more than this old mortal toil? That there's more than the songwriter said of this terrestrial ball <laughs> bring forth the royal diadem I love that <laughs> and crown him Lord of all we're going to do that but there's more than this he says I saw it a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth have passed away and there was no more sea and I saw and I John saw the holy city it's like Abraham I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem it was coming down from heaven as a bride prepared for her husband and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying look the tabernacle of God is with man. Praise God. And he will dwell with them. You know what that is going to be about? I'll tell you what that's about. The tabernacle of God is with man and he shall dwell with him. I remember reading in the Genesis account where there was a perfect creation without a sin nature, without flaw, without thorns, without thistles, without, without death. And it said that God came down in the cool of the day and walked with Adam in the garden and they communed with each other. And sin separated that. But I got to tell you there's a time coming when the new heaven and the new earth will going to sit on this earth and it says the tabernacle once again of God will be with man and he will dwell with his people. Listen, we're going to walk with him. We're going to talk with him. He's going to walk in the midst of his people because all things will be made new. Hallelujah. Looking, I am looking for a city who has foundations whose builder and whose maker is God. <laughs> And I'm going to dwell with him again as it was meant to be. 
When this thing is over, when the last song has been written, when the last line has been preached, when the last breath has been taken, it's just the beginning of what he's prepared for those who love him. Whether by the grave or by, or by the come up here, I'm going to walk with him in the cool of the day. It says he shall be, we, says he will be our God and we shall be his people and God himself will wipe away all tears from their eyes. You may be under pressure today. You may be grieving today. You may be strained today. You may be depressed today. But if you'll keep looking for a city, if you'll keep looking towards the foundations, there is going to come a day whenever you're going to walk with him and he himself is going to wipe away every tear from every eye. I'm looking for a city today hallelujah and you know what else listen to me if you've been grieving burying friends wondering what in the world listen to what's going to happen he says he's going to wipe away the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death <laughs> Neither shall there be more sorrow, nor crying, nor pain, because the former things have passed away. See, Christianity is not a bunch of rules and a bunch of regulations. It is the promises of God to fallen man that if you will accept his plan by faith, that he will give you grace, he will give you his power, that he will keep you all the days of your life, that he will bring you to a place where that you can dwell in him with him forever and that all the pain, all the sorrow, all the tears, all the heartache are going to be wiped away because the former things it says have passed hallelujah why do I serve him because he made a way why is it worth it because I'm looking for a city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God and I'm going to dwell with him all the days of my life Oh, it says, He who was seated on the throne. I'm so glad He's seated. Because when He, when he sat down, it meant it was finished. See, we, we have a high priest. And when you were looking at the Levitical priesthood, there was no chair in the holy place because the work was never done. But I have a savior, I have a high priest that's a, from a better priesthood. Not after the order of Levi, but after the order of Melchizedek. I have a great high priest that's been touched by the feelings of my infirmities, that made a way where I could walk in even now before I get there and bring my needs to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in my time of need. But I'm gonna tell you, he's seated because it is finished. Man, what a testimony Stephen had and didn't even know it. Because Jesus stood up for him. You remember that? They were, as they were throwing the stones, as they were taking his life, Stephen said he looked into the heavens and beheld that says Jesus was standing to receive him. 
that was a that was a martyr's welcome for a price paid but listen I'm, I'm not looking to the things of this world I'm looking for a city oh I suppose I should just skip forward and tell you that it's going to be a place like you've never been able to oh, John tried to draw us pictures but there's no way to describe what he saw you know what he described listen all he described was the capital city you know there's more to heaven than the new Jerusalem but can I tell you about that because he wrote just a few minutes later he said it was 1500 miles long and it was 1500 miles wide (laughs) and it was 1500 miles high I looked at that this morning. You could lay the corner at Houston, put another corner in Los Angeles, put another corner in Chicago, Illinois, put another corner in Charlotte, North Carolina, and guess what? It was still bigger than that. You didn't even hear that. We're talking about the city. If you laid that thing on the four points of the United States, it's just a thousand miles to to Charlotte. We need 500 more miles out in the out in the Atlantic to even fit the to even fit the, the boundaries of the New Jerusalem in the, in the boundaries of the United States and that's just the square it says it was 1500 miles high I suspect it has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve foundations in my father's house are many rooms, many dwelling places. Yeah. It says it has gates on every side. Two on each side, on each corner. It says they were made of pearl, not a bunch of pearls, one pearl. <laughs> It began to describe those foundations and, and, and precious stones. It said it had walls of jasper. When I read about that, that's, that, that's translucent and transparent. It had walls of jasper, gates of pearl. And the things that we hold so dear on this earth, it says, God says, don't lay your treasure up on the earth, lay it up in heaven. He talked about having gold, silver, and precious stones. He talked about the things that we hold dear, don't hold so close to. I I just can't help but notice that the thing that we go after so much here, that it's just asphalt to him. Because the Bible says that the streets were pure gold. So pure that they were like transparent glass. It says... It has a crystal river. <laughs> and it said it has trees that bear its fruit year round, and the leaves thereof are for the healing of the nations. Listen, church, I am looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. It says he showed me a pure pure 
crystal clear as crystal flowing a pure river flow of the water of life clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb in the middle of the street and each side of the river there was the tree of life which bore 12 kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there listen get hold of it and there shall be no more curse You ain't thinking. There shall be no more curse. Talked about it earlier. There won't even be a crease in the petal of a flower. Songwriter wrote, I'm going to a city where the roses never fade. (laughs) Where the tree of life is always blooming. No viciousness. No heartache, no pain, no cutthroat, no backstabbing, no gossip. I'm talking about the curse. There shall be no more curse. leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation there shall be no more curse the throne of God and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him they shall see his face and his name shall be on their forehead night shall be no more no need I'm, I'm wrapping up right here it says there will be no need for a lamp <laughs> think of it I hate overhead light at home, I, don't, I hate overhead light. I, I want lamp light. I want it. It kills my eyes up here and makes everything so harsh. Right? I think it must have been the way it was in the beginning. Because there will be no need for a lamp. Hallelujah. Nor the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light. You turn the page and it'll tell you even in more detail. It says there'll be no need for the sun. There'll be no need for the moon. No need for the lamp. No need for the stars. It says why? For the lamb shall be the light of that city. Listen, I am looking for a city. This morning, I, in all this old world that we've preached about and warned about and prepared about, trying to get you ready for, prepared to have your hope in Him, to be looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, to have, to, when it looks hopeless, I'm going to tell you, it, this old world is bound for destruction, but if you're His, you're bound for home. And that there is more than what we have here, and that we need to get our eyes here and lift our gaze a little bit higher. The psalmist said, I will lift my eyes and to the hills. Listen, lift your eyes today. Lift your eyes today. I will lift my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I know how it feels today because I know how the psalmist must have felt. He said, many are they that rise up against me. 
He said, many are they that increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. He says, many are they which say of the Lord, there is no help for you in God. But he shift gears. He said, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory, and you're the lifter of my head. This morning, that's when I cut the close of it. I want to tell you to lift your head, to lift up your eyes, to raise your gaze above this old world, because I'm looking for you. Have, see, to see it, Abraham saw it before it was. Jesus was on a way to build it. He promised it before he left. And he told us, listen, you're going to have to raise your gaze. Lift up your head. Look up. He even said Abraham saw it high and afar off. Lift up your head this morning. I'll lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. What am I looking for? What am I raising my gaze for? I'm looking for a city. which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Father, I thank you today for your word, for your spirit, for your presence. Lord, I thank you today that you've made a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, I thank you this morning that you are able to make crooked paths straight. Lord, that you're able to make streams in the desert. That you're able to give hope where there is no hope. That you're able to, to bring, that you're able to lift our head when the whole world seems to be against us. Lord, that you, that you wrote it into your word. That you, that, you, that you highlight it by your spirit. That there's things beyond this old world that we have to look forward to. That my hope is in you. You're the blessed hope. You're the hope of heaven. The hope of glory. And I'm looking to a place that you've prepared for me and for those that love you. Lord, let hope spring today in the hearts of discouraged men and women. Lord, have your way today in this place. Draw people unto you today, and we'll be thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Listen today, this hope, if, it, if your hope hasn't been renewed, it can be. I'm encouraged today by the Word of God, but I've got to tell you today, there may be somebody here this morning that you've never met this kind of hope. You've, never, you've heard about church. You've heard about religion. You've heard about, you've heard about denominations. You've heard, about, you've heard it all. But you've never heard that there's this kind of hope in Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. It's not about can and can't, do and don't, and go and don't. It, when you're His, He'll change who you are. He'll change your desires. He'll change what you want to do. He says that He, that He, that He, that He doesn't add any sorrow. He's not going to, He's not going to make it harder. He's going to make it better. You got to lift your head and look beyond this morning. And it's an invitation to you today. 
this morning. Now, I, I, it's a different way, a different feel every time I feel the, the need to call you. But I got to it's not about coming forward. Sometimes you need to make that. There's sometimes people need to make that step and physically walk out, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we pray together, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, the call today is just from this point forward that you have your faith in Him and your hope in Him and that you just follow Him. People get mad at me, but I think sometimes people draw the, draw the crowds to the forward and, and so they can count the heads so preachers' egos can feel good about what they think they accomplished today. Listen, heaven's keeping my records. I don't have, it seems like God's not keeping my tab. Heaven keeps accurate records. Today it's about you and it's about Him. Today, if you'll confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, according to Paul writing to Romans, it says you'll be saved. And then the, all of it is from that point forward, it's just follow him. If any man should come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Get in the word of God. Begin to pray. I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk. You know how to pray. He understands English. He didn't, he didn't, he don't, he, you don't have to pray, oh Lord, thou hast been my God for the last thousandth year. And I prayeth today that you will heareth my prayer. I usually say, hey, it's me. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus because he paid the price and it's me again. <laughs> Boy, I've made a mess and I need you. You know what? He understands it. That's how you pray. Just talk to God. And then listen. Listen, stand with me across this place. <laughs> Today I want you to leave with hope. I want you to leave encouraged. I want you to leave knowing that there's more to this life than, than this mess that we're living in right now. And I got news for you, God's even in charge of the mess. This, this enemy is mean as a junkyard dog, but he's on a leash. He's not going any further than, than his limits have been put on him. And that God's plan is gonna carry out, but I'm looking for a city. I'm looking for a city. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, tell him you love them. We'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock.